Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we are back this week bringing you another episode of all things retirement. And we're going to continue our discussion today on taxes in your retirement. What we're going to be talking about today is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm so excited for this discussion. You know, um, taxes are one of those things. You guys have heard us say this um, a bunch of times, but taxes are one of those things that you actually can control in your retirement. And it's um, not necessarily being able to control the tax rate, right? I mm-hmm. think um, the administration, IRS, government controls rates. But I think what a lot of times people forget about is being able to actually control their income, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and how do you control your income? Well, there's, you know, we talked about um, income a couple of weeks ago and we talked about guaranteed versus non-guaranteed income, right? Um, so again, guaranteed income being things like social security, things like your pension, uh, you really don't control that. You are gonna take those benefits because you paid for them and they come all That's the time. Right. We, used to, we call them mailboxes. That's money. right. But you don't control that. But yet a lot of times, I'd say 98% of the folks that come in and visit with us um, over the years have some sort of outside savings that they've done mm-hmm. um, for retirement. Yeah. And typically that looks like one of those taxed forever accounts we talked about last week. Um, in terms of like a 401k at your employer, maybe a 403b if you're a teacher, uh, if you owned your own business, could be in a SEP IRA, but you have some additional savings. Um, and as we talked about last, last week, right, is that the money that flows out of those accounts is 100% taxed as income to you. Yes, we haven't paid taxes on any of that money. That's right. And so... I guess another way to look at it is, can you control the amount of money you take out of those accounts? And the answer is absolutely yes, you can. So you could call up today, whether you're 59 and a half or not, and you could take all the money out. You could do that and you could pay a penalty and you could pay taxes on all that. You could not take anything out and wait till your mandatory distribution age, which we'll talk about in just a minute, and only take a little bit out at that point. Or maybe you take nothing out till you get to that point. My point is you control the flow. You control the, uh, what do they call that on a race car? Restrictor plate, right? You control if the restrictor plate's on or off. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize that when you control the flow of your income, you actually control your taxation year in and year out. And that's a that's not a new concept, but we find that it's new to most people because they've never looked at it. They just have been told taxes are a necessary part of life. This is the way it is. You have to start doing things at certain ages and whether you do it before, or whether you do it after really doesn't matter because this is a, just a function of the way things are. And what we're here to tell you is it's not necessarily just something that happens to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we're talking about things like the tax brackets, right? Sometimes you'll hear someone say, oh, what tax bracket do you fall in? And you're right. Typically, they're thinking about just how much money they earned, right? Mm -hmm. But a really good question to ask yourself or a new perspective, a new way to look at it is, how much am I going to participate in my tax bracket? That's I, I love that. That's a great point. That's a great point because our tax code in this country is um, actually uh, fairly generous mm-hmm. 
when you know how to use it to your advantage. Listen, there's a reason that Amazon and and Facebook and all these wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people and companies pay less taxes than most, um, you know, I'd say middle (laughs) middle America. And it's because they know the rules of the game and they use the rules of their game to the advantage, their advantage. And they're not doing anything illegal. They're not doing anything um, that isn't part of the tax code. And so when you look at that, you actually start to understand that, hey, I can use certain parts of this tax code to my advantage. And what I want you to remember is uh, you hear us say this all the time. The success of your retirement typically is about the money you keep, not the money you make. And the beautiful thing about saving money in taxes is that it goes directly to your bottom line, regardless of what the stock market does. So let me repeat that. It goes back into your retirement. If you save 1% in taxes, that's 1% into your retirement that you didn't have to rely on some outside factor that you have no control over, by the way, trying to give you that return or not give you that return. And one of the things that I like to just bring into the conversation here is remember, Scott and I look at taxes a little bit differently than you might be used to. We're not talking about your taxes just this year. We're talking about your tax life, if you will, right? The amount of taxes that you're gonna pay over your lifetime. So when he talks about saving taxes, we're not always talking about just this year. We're talking about throughout your retirement, having a massive impact. Yeah, and, and, and you're, that's a great point. And we've talked about that a little bit, right? You know, we're retirement planners. We don't plan for a one-year time horizon for your retirement. We don't just look at your retirement and say, well, gee whiz, we should invest this year this way, or we should invest just this way uh, because you know um, we think it's what's best for the next uh, month or the next quarter. No, what do we say? Hey, you've got a long-term plan here, 25, 30, 35 years. How do we need to be investing long-term so that your goals are met? Well, taxes are no different. What do you need to be doing today? So maybe today you're not necessarily realizing the benefit, but maybe at age 72, you're realizing the benefit. Maybe at age 75, you're realizing the benefit. And it really, really adds up, okay? And so one of the things we're gonna talk about uh, today uh, without getting super into the weeds um, is just understanding tax brackets, okay? Everybody's heard of a tax bracket. I find, uh, and we find that very few people really understand what that means. So, you know, depending on if you're single or you're married filing jointly or you're married filing separately, um, there's different brackets depending on the, the level of income that you have. And think of each bracket almost like a, um, I don't know, my dad uh, was a big kind of war guy growing up. Like he loved like Patton and, you know, like talking about World War II and all these things. So we'd always watch like war movies when I was growing up, right? And I always remember watching them and there was always like the tripwire, right? Like, oh, you know, here come the insurgents and they're coming to attack the town or the village and boom, they step on a a tripwire and boom, the building blows up. Well, guess what? Our tax code's kind of like that. Depending on what brackets you hit, depending on what trip wires you trip, depending on a certain amount of income levels you have, can blow up different things in your retirement. Mm-hmm. 
And so what do I mean by that? Well, the more income you show on your tax return, if you collect Social Security, typically the more taxation you may pay on your Social Security payments, right? So there's a tripwire there. Mm -hmm. Hey, the more income you show on your tax return in retirement, the more you could possibly pay for your Medicare premiums. So, hey, there's a tripwire there. So you don't just willy-nilly start saying, oh, because taxes I think are lower today, I'm just going to move $100,000 and it'll be great. I'll save 3%. Well, no, you might save 3% on the right hand, but the left hand just charged you 8% more on your on your uh, uh, Medicare or your Social Security taxes. So it's got to be very methodical. It's got to be very well planned. It's got to be very well thought out. But what we do find is that... Um, you know, most folks leave a lot of meat on the bone. Oh, what does that mean? Are we talking about cooking? Nah, we're talking yeah. about cooking. Angela loves cooking. Again, he I don't know why. watch horror movies. I watch cooking shows. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why I'm feeling just nostalgia, nostalgic about my father today. But again, I think about this, right? You know, he was the type of guy that we'd be sitting down at dinner, you know, eating a steak or chicken or something like that. And the only thing that would be left on his plate would be the actual bone. Now, I'm not talking about any meat, any fried batter, any cartilage. I'm talking about just the bone. My dad was that way. Your dad was that way? That must be that generational thing. I don't know. But anyway, most folks, if we're going to use that analogy, when you start looking at their tax bracket and their income, they're taking about three bites of the Mm T-bone and then leaving the T-bone on the plate. They're not cleaning that thing. And so here's the thing. If let's just say, as an example, for married filing jointly, like we are, Angela, right? Um, Let's say that the the 22% tax bracket today. So for every dollar that falls on this line, we pay the IRS 22 cents on the dollar. Let's say that it goes from about $80,000 this year, roughly, Mm -hmm. to about Mm 172,000, roughly, Mm -hmm. okay? So whether I make $82,000 or I make $171,000, I'm paying 22 cents on the dollar regardless. And if I think taxes are going to be higher in the future, which the way the law reads today, we know that by the year 2026, they will be. At least by then. At least by then, if not uh, (laughs) sooner. Um, We know the tax for every dollar that falls on that same line then is going to be 25 cents on the dollar or 25%. So my question would be, you know, if I think taxes are going to go up and let's say our income is only $100,000 and the bracket goes to 172, how much meat is left on the bone for us to do a little bit of tax planning? There's a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. How much? About 71,000 to be safe. Right. (laughs) So if I think taxes are going to go up, And I think I'm in a lower bracket today than I will ever probably be in my lifetime, which is true for probably eight out of 10 folks that come in and visit with us. Okay, now let me repeat that. I didn't say eight out of 10 folks uh, income is higher or the same as when they worked. What I said is that their taxes and their tax rate is lower in the future. So to be said another way, Just because your income falls in retirement doesn't mean your taxes go down or your tax rate goes down. Your tax dollars may go down, but remember the tax rate's a percentage on your money. It's not a true figure. 
So even though your taxes dollars that you owe go down, the percent of what you pay is the same. 22% at 80,000 versus 22% at 170,000. Yeah, one way I like to say that too is, you know, just because you might be bringing in less money in retirement, that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna bump down to the lower bracket. Hey, this is Scout with Compass Retirement. Make sure you go to www.compassretirement.com and check out our brand new website. We're so excited for it this year. Take a look at it, surf around, give us a call and let us know what you think about it. That's www.compass, with two S's, retirement.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. So if I think taxes are going to go up and I think I'm in a lower bracket today, than I will be in the future, which again, most people believe that. The question is, if, if, I, if we've made $100,000 and our bracket goes up to $172,000, would not it make sense to proactively, strategically, take out money more than we need? We don't need the money to live, but take it out and settle up with the IRS now, and then get that money moved over to a tax-free account or a tax-never account that we talked about last week, that being a Roth IRA or permanent life insurance. Wouldn't that make sense? It would make sense. And what I'd like to point out at this time is when we start doing that, we have that's when we have to be cautious of the tripwires. That's there right. are many of them. We don't have to go back into them, but there are many of them at that point. Of course, and there's a ton of tripwires. And the good news is, not only do Angela and I know the tripwires, And even if something gets changed, we have tremendous planning software and artificial intelligence now to be able to take a tax return, scan the entire tax return, and make sure that we don't trip any of those tripwires as a safeguard to double check the recommendations and the planning that we're doing for folks. Mm -hmm. So it's a double layer there. Yes. Right? And it's something that you don't really realize you've tripped the tripwire for a few years, at least for a year, maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh huh. Cause Medicare looks back every two years. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to, again, just be willy nilly moving money around unless you really understand that. So that's where we come in to be able to help you look at it. Mm-hmm. And it's real simple. It's, hey, here's what I've saved in kind of my retirement accounts, guys. Here's a copy of last year's tax return. Do you think I could take advantage of this? And I will tell you, hun, right? I mean, it's got to be close to maybe 85 to 90% of folks that we that we visit with yes, have I meat have. left on the bone. Absolutely. And they're throwing- Very rarely do we find someone who's understand and implemented this concept unless they're working with us. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, And so we want to encourage you to really take a hard, hard look at that this year specifically. Um, I don't know when the tax law might change. I do know it's going to change the way the law reads today at the year 2025. I do know that. Now, given what happened in the election and President Trump uh, not getting reelected and the lower tax rates we're experiencing this year are part of his plan, I would guess some of these changes might be happening sooner, but I don't know that. Regardless, we do know that it's going to change. And what we don't want to be doing is sitting here looking back in a year, two years, three years and say, gee whiz, I really wish I would have done that. Because remember, when you save in taxes, that puts money back into your retirement, regardless of what the stock market does. 
And if you can save 2%, 3%, 4%, I was meeting with a gentleman yesterday. We were looking at this. 9%, 9% we looked at. He could be saving this year versus when he reaches his mandatory distribution age. And that's if taxes don't even change or go up. That's just the way the law reads today. That's incredible. 9%. Yep. 9%. Risk-free. Mm-hmm. Just by understanding the tax codes. So if you've got questions on this or you want some help with this, we'd love to help you with that. You can feel free to give the office a call at 817-328-6152. We'll find a time, 15 minutes or so, just to chat, uh, uh, get a little bit lay of the land, and then we'll decide and kind of collectively look at it and see if we need to get together and address it. It's not 100% in every case. Nothing is. But what we do find is a lot of people are leaving a lot of benefit, strategy, and money on the table by not understanding how this works. Yeah, don't leave any meat on your bone. That's right. And you know, uh, and, and it makes sense because when you're saving and putting money into your retirement accounts as you're accumulating your wealth, you're not worried about the tax repercussions. You're not worried about that. You're just trying to grow your money. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You're going to get to an age where that money's got to start coming out. And when it starts to come out, it can cause a lot of heartburn. Um, the way my grandfather used to say it in Mississippi was a burr in the saddle. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that if we can uh, get you out of business with the IRS, we can settle up the major debt you have, which are the taxes you owe to the IRS, that we do that in the most cost-effective and, um, I guess, pleasant way yeah, that we can manage. being very proactive. So again, if we can help you with that, feel free to give the office a call. That number is 817-328-6152. I can't wait till next week when we continue our tax discussion. We'll talk a little bit more about um, tax-free. We're going to dive into that second type of tax-free bucket a lot of people don't really understand, and that's called permanent life insurance and have a discussion around that. Yes, that'll be great. In the meantime, if we can be of service to you, don't hesitate to let us know. You know we're always here. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money. And just as easily, anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to compassretirement.com. That's compass with two S's, retirement.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to tell a friend. They're probably a lot like you and would enjoy it too. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. 
Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.